This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3212 for Tuesday the 24th of November 2020. Today's show is entitled, A Pi Model 3B as your daily driver? You must be joking. It is hosted by Beezer, and is about 13 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, Beezer's laptop is away being fixed. Can he manage for a few days using just his Raspberry Pi 3B? This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. HPR, this is Beezer again. The laptop I use as my daily driver is a Dell Inspiron. I've had it for at least seven years, and other than the battery life dropping to about 10 minutes, it's been absolutely faultless. Recently, the fans started making a lot of noise, which I knew from past experience usually means that the bearing's failing, so the solution is just to replace the fan. Now, some laptops, to reach the fan, requires a lot of dismantling, which can be very fiddly with clumsy hands like mine, so I arranged for a friend who's a bit of an electronics nerd to fix it for me. While the Dell was away, the question arose of which computer to use in its place. Now, rather than just use one of the other laptops, it struck me as an opportunity to conduct something I've theorised about for ages. And that is, can you use a Raspberry Pi as your primary computer? Clearly this depends on what you use your computer for and for some people you don't need to conduct an experiment as the answer is obviously that you can't. If you're a gamer or you're into video editing, a Pi falls a long way short. What though if you're a light user doing a bit of internet browsing, webmail and YouTube? Could a Pi plus a cheap USB keyboard and a mouse plugged into a second hand monitor and an old TV be enough to meet your needs? I wasn't going to be making it easy for the Pi, as mine is not a Model 4 or even a 3B+. It's a plain Model 3B. I always use it connected to a 24-inch Samsung monitor, with a mouse and keyboard occupying two of the four USB sockets. It already had a copy of Raspberry installed from about a year ago. Now this had a reasonable fit of software like Numeric for spreadsheets and Abbey Word for word processing. Well, these are considered a bit outdated, but uh, in actual fact they still do a perfectly good job for simple office and admin tasks. And the browser was Firefox ESR edition, I believe. Now in the search for optimum results, I decided to replace this with the current version of the desktop software. I considered Ubuntu Mate, but there's a warning on the download page that suggests it kind of works on the 3B now, I suppose that not unreasonably, the Ubuntu Mate team have tuned the distribution to the more powerful Model 4. Instead, I decided to go for the latest version of Raspberry, which has now been rebranded Raspberry Pi OS. 
I downloaded an image from Raspberry Pi website using a torrent and then installed it on a 16 gigabyte micro SD card. The boot time is very quick, well under 30 seconds. The default desktop is simple with none of the compositing effects that we are used to with heavier desktop managers. So a certain amount of customization of the user interface is possible, such as the title bar color, highlight color and the system font. And you can change the desktop wallpaper, so while you can't craft the appearance as finely as with KDE, Cinnamon or XFCE, say, I think most people could come up with something they can live with. I decided I would start with the default applications and only install anything else as and when my workflow required it. So I didn't do a side-by-side -side comparison with last year's version of Raspberry, and so the only obvious differences I could see was that Numeric and Abbey Word had been replaced by LibreOffice. Given the considerable additional functionality, the LibreOffice applications must be heavier, so I was interested to see how they perform. Also, the default browser was now Chromium. Of that, it looked pretty much the same as before. So, how usable is the Pi Model 3 as a daily driver? Well, I'll take you through the tasks I tried to perform. I started off with a bit of web browsing. Now, Chromium opens quickly and signing into my Hotmail account was only a little slower than I'm used to on my regular. My inbox has got hundreds of items in it, but scrolling through was no problem. Though perhaps a little slower than I'm used to, but it's, it's not a problem though. I tried to open up the online versions of Excel and Word, uh, which come as part of a Live.com subscription, but these were a non-starter, and I mean that literally. I tried to open a spreadsheet stored on my OneDrive that has about 350 rows, and it just locked up the browser. Downloading a copy of the same spreadsheet and opening it in LibreOffice, uh, LibreOffice Calc is, could have been more different. It opened quickly and I could navigate around it easily. Uh, YouTube videos play fine with a nice sharp image, uh, which I notice is no longer jerky and slightly out of sync with the audio, which is what I got with last year's Raspbian. Forget about going full screen though. The image remains watchable, just about, but the audio sync is lost and returning from full screen to a normal viewport takes forever. Watching a YouTube video clearly soaks up a lot of the available power in the Pi 3, as anything you may try to do at the same time, whether in another browser tab or a complete separate application, runs very slow or not at all. Audio is a different matter though. I can listen to a radio station in one tab while working on email in another or typing into a LibreOffice document. As I alluded to before, LibreOffice works surprisingly well. I didn't try any really large documents or any with loads of embedded pictures, but for general use the performance was absolutely fine. What I had real problems with though was printing. With Ubuntu on my Intel powered Dell, I don't think I've had to do anything to get it to recognise my HP printer scanner. As long as it's plugged into a USB socket, it's just there automatically. Not so with the Pi. I installed CUPS and the HP specific HP lip utility and followed all the other advice I could find online but it was all to no avail. After spending an hour or so on it I just gave up. In exploring the menus I found the Raspberry Pi Diagnostics utility. Now one of the tests it can perform is an SD card performance analyzer. The idea behind this is to tell you if the SD card you've installed the operating system on 
is likely to be a performance bottleneck due to slow read or write speeds. It strikes me a bit late to do that by the time the OS has already been installed, but it still makes for an interesting test. My car was apparently below the recommended minima, but it seemed to be performing okay as far as I was concerned. What it does imply, though, is that a higher spec SD card will presumably deliver better results than just the largely satisfactory ones that I was experiencing. Again on the multimedia front, I tried watching a TV program using the iPlayer facility on the BBC website. Both recorded and live TV programs worked really well, although it was very much better using the default image size. Going full screen resulted in a degraded image quality and a jerkier delivery. I listened to a lot of online radio and that worked extremely well, either coming through the browser via streamer or by entering a stream URL into VLC. Either way, the audio reproduction is really first class using headphones connected to the 3.5 jack in the side of the Pi. My monitor has an audio socket in the back, so you can feed audio into it via the HDMI cable. There really isn't much difference, but I do feel that the direct audio jack possibly just has the edge over the HDMI output, but it, that's just subjective. Having tried YouTube, Hotmail, iPlayer and worked on some documents and spreadsheets for LibreOffice, I'd already covered a fair chunk of my daily workflow, all of which could be accomplished without installing any extra software. I do from time to time do a bit of video editing for which I use OpenShot, but that's far from part of my daily routine, so I wasn't going to attempt to do that on the Pi. I do a fair bit of audio editing though, using sounds captured mainly on a Zoom H2 handheld recorder. I'm not a big fan of Audacity. I much prefer a simple and lightweight audio editor called MH Wave Edit. I installed this on the Pi using Synaptic and was astonished at how quick it was. It was slower than my Dell laptop for sure, but only a bit. The only real difference was with the time taken to save a file. The actual processing was remarkably quick. Next, I installed the Sound Converter application to turn the default WAV files into MP3s ROGs. Now this ran considerably more slowly than I'm used to, but by no means to the extent that I would be putting off using it, I just needed to be a little bit more patient. With the last part of the test, I really felt I was pushing my luck. I decided to try a bit of photo editing using GIMP. Again using Synaptic, I installed version 2.10 and imported a 10 megapixel photo of about 5 megabytes size <coughs> and tried to make some changes to the colour balance and the saturation. It was a little bit on the slow side, but wasn't disastrously slow. To touch up a few photos now and then would not be a big issue in my view, but I think if you had a large batch, uh, it might present a bit of a problem if you're in a hurry. So, uh, what are my conclusions? Well, I've got to be honest that I expected the notion of a Pi 3 as a desktop substitute to be unrealistic. For somebody with anything beyond the most modest of needs, I think that's probably still true. However, as a standby for emergencies, just so that you can keep up with your email and the news, it does the trick. I think also for Grandma, who's not interested in computers at all, but just wants to be able to do a supermarket order online or send the occasional email, it would do fine. The biggest single surprise to me was how well LibreOffice worked. I created several large documents.
footprints while at the same time listening to internet radio in good quality stereo. But based on the responsiveness, I could have been using my regular Dell. I've no doubt that the problems I encountered trying to get the printer recognised could be resolved. I just didn't have the patience or the need to spend any more time on it. Video via YouTube, the BBC iPlayer and a couple of other streaming services I tried was also surprisingly good as long as you stuck with the default viewport size. With a supplied version of Chromium though, it's not possible to view DRM protected content. So that restricts what you can watch, though it's not a limitation of the hardware, of course. The important thing to remember with the Pi 3 is that it's very light on resources. You can have three or four static pages open in a browser, no problem, and you can run a couple of less demanding applications concurrently without locking one another out. But if you want to do anything else, though, especially where video or graphics are concerned, it's best not to try to run anything else at the same time. The bottom line is that this experiment was run with a suboptimal micro SD card using one of the lowest powered Pi models and it still delivered up to a point. It's not difficult to imagine that a high spec Pi 4 is going to take care of all the performance shortcomings other than perhaps in the areas of video editing and top end gaming. I was going to finish at this point but there's a stop press. Today, 2nd of November, a brand new Pi model has been announced. It's the Pi 400, which seems to be a Pi 4 with a much-needed heatsink built into a keyboard, making a self-contained unit. This is surely aimed at precisely the market I've been addressing, namely turning a Pi 4 into a desktop substitute. Maybe the Pi 400 will become the desktop counterpart to the Pinebrook Pro. I think the world of ARM-powered computers in the consumer market is about to get very interesting. Bye for now. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.